I am saying that he is mine and I am his and he is my provider. He is my king, my Lord, my savior, my friend, my everything. Then everything that Jesus did on the cross for me, I have to walk in that victory. You know, I'm not always overcoming something. I mean, we are overcomers. There are going to be trials, but we walk with the understanding that we have already overcome. And we walk in that victory of knowing that God is there wherever we go. And that's how you shine your light, friends. Walk in there and say, I'm bringing the blessings of the Lord. So, devil, take notice. I have entered, you know, that kind of authority. Yeah, it's true. Because, I mean, even what you're saying is encouraging me because it's not about whether we have a good day or a bad day. Right. It doesn't matter whether, you know, it doesn't matter how we feel. Right. If we're a child of God, we're carrying the presence of God, yeah. regardless, full stop. Right. And like you said, I mean, that was one of the things when I uh, first joined the team, the, the things you said about the restaurants being full, and it was both ways. So we would go into an empty place and we'd say, listen, we better get our ordering quick because the place would fill up. Right. And then sometimes we'd go into a place that was completely full up and we just about got a seat and then the place emptied. I mean, we, we actually had lunch today at a place right. and it was full, right? Yes. And as, as we went, the place was, by the time we finished, the place had also yeah. emptied out. And it's almost like that God gives you space, whatever space that you need. Sometimes he empties it out because he wants you to speak to the, the people, people right. there. He wants you to speak to the owners of the place. Right. But he wants, that, wants them to have that privacy so that they can, can speak to you and you can have a laugh and a joke or, or whatever it is and, and have some kind of impact on their lives. Mm. I was reading an article um, the other day, I think it was in um, Premier Magazine, and it was talking about there's a, a pastor here called Les Isaacs who did, um, who did street pastors. Yeah. And he spoke at par a parliamentary prayer breakfast yeah. very recently. This was just before all of the MPs resigned because he spoke about integrity in ministry. And as a result of that, one of the ministers said, as a result of that, that the message that he gave, the person resigned, basically, I think the next day or very soon after. So this is the impact that we, we have. And this is this, because we carry the spirit of God with us. Sometimes we feel like we, we have, we're so weak and there's nothing that we can do, but because we carry the spirit of God with us, it always has to have an impact, which is not dependent on, on our feelings right. or on our particular status at that time. Yeah. So I think what you're saying just just really corroborates and really just solidifies that. And it's, you know, reminding me as I'm as we're speaking, just to remember wherever we go, God's light is shining. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you did all of these things. And like I said, you're a pioneer. So you are in this big full time, <laughs> you know, in this ministry and you get married. Well, yeah, I mean. And we came home one Christmas and I was very sick. I don't know what, but I was very sick. And Hillary came to visit. And as soon as I saw him, I went, oh, my Lord, what's going on? Something I knew had changed in my heart from friendship to something I had. I'm like, oh. You know, that kind of, what's going on? 
And I realized then that my feelings towards him had changed without me even knowing until I saw him. And um, I thought, Lord, that night I said, Lord, you have called me into ministry. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am to be here. Now, these feelings I can't deal with if it's not you. So you deal with it. Do something with it. Take it away or let him feel the same way and you will work it out because I am not called to be out of song right now. Anyway, long story short, we communicated and he felt the same. He felt called to ministry and he came to a meeting one time and, and John said, so, so Hillary, I hear you're called to ministry. He said, yes. And John was rolling up cable, you know, and John said, well, here, that's where ministry starts. <laughs> and he just helped, you know, break down. And then a year after he joined and we start actually started our courtship in Vinesong because John knew that what was going on before Hillary joined actually, that there was an interest. And so it was, it was interesting, you know, being in close quarters and keeping the integrity as single people. And it was good to have um, John there to be quite honest, um, and your team members that will keep you in check and, you know, so because you can't go on stage and be doing nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so God really kept us and we got married a year after he joined. But it, it's, it's, you know, God worked it out yeah. because he was a good friend, I, my best friend. With, with no strings attached, to be quite honest, was many years. And then here God is saying, Carol, open your eyes. This is your husband. And I'm like, not right now, because I don't know how it's going to work. But God worked it out because I said, Lord, if this is of you, let something happen. If we're to get married in a year or 10 years, you will work it out. And Hillary felt the same way. And so, yeah, and then we were in Vinesong, had our two children in Vinesong. That was a working out. Yeah, it was, I mean, Naomi was our first child. And she was actually, I mean, because she, she was actually born. She, she was born on tour. We went to Germany. In Germany, so she's an international child. So here I am in an international ministry. I know. She, we went on tour. She came early. And she was born in Stuttgart, Germany. And I remember our host said they, they were having house group the Friday night we got there. And the whole house group, they prayed that Naomi will be born. The baby will be born in Stuttgart while I was there and oh, listen she was born <laughs> on the Sunday when we were supposed to be singing in the shank the this big theater that was built for I can't remember what show it was and it was at Peter Vence's church this is me going to the hospital three four o'clock in the morning wow <laughs> John was there Peter was there <laughs> 
<laughs> the pastor, his wife was there, and my host and his wife was there. I'm like, oh, Lord, this child is coming today. And she sure did. She came in the evening. So people better be careful about what kind of prayers they're praying. Because <laughs> those prayers are powerful. <laughs> yeah, I think as well, just listen to what you've just said. What, we, what really struck me was that the call came before everything else. Yes. So regardless of your feelings, yes, you acknowledge you didn't, uh, you acknowledge that you had feelings. Yeah. And, and so did Hillary, but that wasn't the thing. It wasn't, okay, we both have feelings now, let's just go and do our thing. The call came yeah. before, and the yeah. call was before the feelings anyway. Yeah. So you embedded yourself in the call before moving with the feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite, I, quite yeah. an important point. Because I remember Hillary saying, Carol, I'm not here to be a distraction for what God has called you to. If this is of God, he will work it out. And that kind of relieved the pressure of trying to work it out. How are we going to work this out? But we both had the same mindset that if this, of, if this is of God, he will work it out. And he did. And... Here we are today. <laughs> I have three children. Um, Israel was born, almost was born in America mm -hmm. on tour again. And I ha ended up going to the ER. The ER, what do you call it? Uh, accident and emergency yeah. in England or emergency room, yeah. And the doctor said, you need to go back to England if you don't want this child to be born here. So we cut the, the tour short. Came back to England, nothing, a whole month. So we went on tour here for a month. <laughs> then he was born. <laughs> that child, <laughs> he still takes his time. He just takes his time. Just relaxed, just chilled out, just whenever. Oh yeah, he chilled out because he used to go like in my, in my stomach, every limb just moved everywhere. But yeah, and then it was time for us to leave when he was about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. That was not the easy decision because, you know, after being in the ministry for 12 years for me and then Hillary 10, you know what you're doing? What are you going to? Yeah. You know, God, where, <laughs> what do we do now? Mm -hmm. But we knew God had spoken and said, it's time to train, to train the children. For ministry and so we did and after that we went to Guyana mm -hmm. and we um, were there for about two three years and then we came back in 2004 and then the Lord we were here for a few years Hannah was born in 2006 and when she we in 2008 God it was time for Naomi to go to um, secondary school. Mm -hmm. I have to remember the terminology. The secondary school here, and God spoke plainly, do not want her in secondary school here. I told you to start to train. It's time to train the children for ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we went to America. That's where God had called us. So they can be trained not just in the academics, but trained as in spiritual things as well that Christian school there so that's where we are today you know so I guess you know you you 
you came from a place of, yes, you were in a missionary household. And um, so in some ways people would think they would expect you to be to become a missionary. It wasn't a big step, maybe. Some people from the outside looking in. But listening to what you've said, you embedded yourself in the call from a, from a young age. The Lord healed you. The, the call was what kept you in everything that you did. So it, it informed your marriage. You, you know, the marriage didn't inform the call. The call informed your marriage, which then kind of led you on to your children. Now, you have basically raised children on three <laughs> different um, continents. Yes. Real and you've seen, um, you know, three different ways of doing things. But do you have any, like, any words of wisdom? Because you said you left Vine Song to concentrate on the children. What what words of wisdom do you have for parents who who are following the call of God and really want to embed that into the lives of their children? It's embedded in your life. How did you? What did you do? Or what are you doing, going about trying to ensure that your children have that same kind of conviction when it comes to the calling of God? And, and I think it's more to do with how you are, twenty four seven around your children. Are you just talking the talk, or are you living the talk? And when the children came of age of understanding fully the things of the Lord. I mean, I mean, you you taught them how to pray, how to ask, you know, when they ask for something, you say, well, let's pray about it and see what, you know, ask the Lord for it. It was never, okay, mommy and daddy will buy it. Never. It was, let's ask Jesus for it. And if it's what he wants you to have, you will have it. So you bring them up in that understanding. That everything is from God. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I know when... When we were waiting to go to America, we called Israel and well, Naomi was a bit more of the age of understanding. He was young, five years younger than her. And we told her, told them, this is what God is saying that we need to move to America so you guys can be trained in not academics only, but in spiritual. She said, okay, we need to pray about it. So now we have to have visas for America, religious visas. And it was coming up to Naomi's birthday. So we said to Naomi, Naomi, what would you like for your birthday? She said, I would like my passport with my visa in it to go to America. Do you know? Sorry. God answered that prayer on her birthday. It came in the post. The visa came in the post and I was like, God, down to showing our children that you have, you have them in the palm of your hand. That was like just another confirmation for her. And so the other thing we said to the Lord, Lord, we're going to a country. We don't know. We visited with Song, but visiting and living is two different things. We don't have... We don't have the people there that we have here as mentors that we would like our children to have. People, I mean, it's a village that brings up a child. Mm. You want godly people around your children that would put input, you know, have input in their lives. So Hill and I prayed, we said, Lord, we need those kind of people around our children that when they don't feel they can talk to us about things, because you 
kids will do that. They're not going to talk to your, their parents about everything. Um, we need people that we can trust that will give them godly counsel and point them in the right direction. And that direction would be you. And he did that. And it's like every step of the way, God just showed that, you know, I, first of all, I gifted you with those children. They belong to me. You know, they're a gift from you. So I just put them in your hands for you to look after them until the time comes when you don't have to. And so with that in mind, you always go before the Lord for their schooling, for their careers. I mean, two of my children are grown. One is married. That doesn't mean I don't still pray and say, Lord, keep their feet on the path that you have called them to. And, you know, and so for me, it was knowing that they're always looking on. How do I treat Hillary? How does Hillary treat me? How do you allow your children to ask the questions they need to ask and have the answers that they need to have, you know, because they're going to have questions along the way about the spiritual, not just the physical things, but spiritual things that they don't understand. And, and being honest with them. Sometimes we just say, well, because it's like that. You can't tell a child because it's like that. When they have an inquisitive mind and they're not understanding the things of God, you have to give them an answer. And if you don't have it, say, babe, let me find out and come and make sure you come back and have an answer. Find out the answer. Give your child the answer that they're looking for. Because if you don't, they're going to find it outside there in the world. They are going to. And it's not the answer they need. It's not going to be a, a godly, spiritual, directing answer for their path. It's going to be, well, do what you feel. Mm -hmm. This is the age we live in. If you feel like it, do it. And so it, it, it was challenging. I, I would say being in Vinesong with the children was a bit easier because you had like-minded people. Yes. You had the same calling. You have the same vision. And you're following the same call of God. So the, the children were engulfed in all of that. Mm -hmm. Going to Guyana, it was a totally different experience. Because to be quite honest, it was the first time that Hill and I, in our married life, had been alone. Because mm -hmm. remember, we got married in Vinesong. Yeah. We had four weeks off, then we went back on tour. Then six weeks after Naomi was born, we were back on tour. So you were always with people. So it was, a, it was like a new honeymoon for us. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we don't have to account to, you know, to a team, which is important when you're in a team. You know, you have... Your, your yeses are yeses and your noes are noes. And so it was a kind of learning how to not think about 
oh, the team is there and we have to fit into the schedule. It was learning all of that and having the children learn how to, well, us learning how to have the, let the children have their freedom in the sense of. And basically you learning to make your own, own schedule, schedule yes. and, and, and ordering your exactly. own life because yeah. it's, it's not fitting into a, into a mold, mold anymore. Yeah, definitely. That was a learning experience. So, yeah, um, it was good. It was that I think we needed to we we needed that time to climatize ourselves, if one for a better word, to life outside of team. And so that was good. And then we came back and then America and that mm, that was <laughs> an experience. I did not expect to have such a. Uh, culture shock in in the sense of how things are done here there and what we were used to in our own culture you know so yeah it was another i mean we're in wagner oklahoma it's not the city um it's kind of country in a sense so it was a total different way of thinking and learning learning how to fit into a culture that is totally different to yours without, this is important guys, without compromising your values that you have in God, that God has placed in your own heart <clears throat> and God has dealt with you. You know, you do not change your values and your, your principles to fit into a culture that you're moving into. If we go back to what we started with, the call of God on your life and being in the will of God, if that's what you're, you say you're doing and you, you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, then wherever you go, you are the one to make the mark. You are the one to make the difference because you are going there with the agenda that's coming straight from heaven, you know, and God has called you there for a purpose. Now, what is the purpose he has called you there for? Yes, you will grow. There are going to be things that he is going to grow you in, in your character, in your personal walk with him. All of these things will grow, but it's not at the cost of your relationship with him and your values and principles that he has already placed in you. If anything is going to change, it has to be changing for the better. Your values will become better. Yeah. Your character will become better. You know, not to go back and, and compromise all of that just to fit into a culture. And I think that was part of trying to teach the children to stay steadfast in what God had already placed in them, you know, and see him grow them into a place of being a teenager, being an adult and walking in, in integrity yeah. in their call, you know? No, uh, it's been 
Carol, it's great. The things that you've said are just so, I think, fundamental. They seem quite simple and people have probably heard them before. But I think the things that you've, you've shared today are, are just very, very important for our faith to remember what has God called us to? Cultivating and keeping that personal relationship with Jesus, which is not based on God, this is what I need today, can you provide it for me? But just that connection with him for who he is and for him to see you as you are and to empower you to do whatever. And also then because you put the call, you put God first, that orders every other thing in your life. Your life becomes actually much simpler if you put God, because there's always a fundamental place to go back to, because you go back to God, God, you said this. You don't have to try and, and, and say, well, this is what I thought and, and get into all kind of tangles. God, you said this and I've just followed and this is what the result is. So Lord, I leave the rest in your hands. And I, I think because of what you've said and because of what you shared and what you shared about you know children and young people, would you please just pray? I think what we're really um, seeing here is that our, the most important thing is for us to put God first. Because if we seek the kingdom and his righteousness, all things will be added to us for our children, for our families, for everything that we do in life. Everything else will come together. So if you could please pray for people who are just in that place, really seeking God, really wondering what they should do with their lives or how they should live their lives, or maybe they've made a wrong step or a wrong turn and they want to just really come back. Could you just pray um, for those people? Amen. Yes, of course. So Father, today we just thank you that first and foremost that you are God. You are the one that created us and you created us for a purpose. And the first thing we are created for is to love you and to worship you and to give you praise, not for what you can do for us, but for who you are. And God, today we pray for every young person or even older, God, that are having struggles, that are thinking, God, is this really you? Remind them of the word that you gave them in the beginning when they stepped out in faith that, yes, this is where I need to be. This is where I have called you. And God, for those young people that have the pressure of their peers just to do what feels right. God, remind them of the calling in their lives, of the gifting that you have given, that they would stay the course and not compromise their faith, compromise their integrity. God, that they wouldn't compromise the calling that you have called them to, but it would rise up in them. God, give them a passion for your name. Give them a passion that they would run headstrong in you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will fill them up now with that in them, that they would have that burning desire to follow you at all times and everything that is not of you would be bitter in their mouth, would not be sitting in their spirit, that they would be able to see what is of you and what is not of you. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would pour out on our young people, pour out of your spirit, 
on them that they would follow in the ways that you have destined for them to follow in Jesus name that they would make a difference in their generation thank you Holy Spirit thank you Jesus we can call on your name at any time amen amen Carol that was fantastic thank you so much just for sharing your heart and just for reminding us again that we've got to put God first. That's where it begins. That's where it ends. That's where everything flows from. If we want things to be straight, that's how they're going to be straight. That's the only way. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. And that's a very timely reminder. So we want to thank you, our viewers. Thank you so much for watching or listening if you're on the podcast. We hope that this has been a real blessing to you. And in our normal fashion, we are going to play a song after this just to encourage you even more. So we just want to thank you for tuning in, for listening and for being with us on Friday PM. So both of us are going to say bye bye. bye.